Project Taryag, Day 57, Mitzvah Shin Samechtaret, and this is the Mitzvah of Vidui. Vidui means to admit when a person has done something wrong and wants to do tshuva to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he's done wrong. And Vidui is to ask forgiveness already for what a person's done. The Nusach, when a person does tshuva, is to say, Ana Hashem, Chatasi, Ovisi, Ofashati, Lefanecho. I've sinned, I've transgressed, I've done wrong. And that's why a person then requests Hashem's forgiveness. That, that's the minimum. Mechiluch adds that as much as a person has the ability to express more clearly or more eloquently the request for forgiveness, that's all part of the mitzvah vidui. Even those times that the Torah is mechaev, a carbon, as a way of achieving kapara, the carbon isn't enough without the video which goes with it. And the Torah says clearly that when a person brings the carbon, then there to v'hisvadu es chatos also, before they sacrifice the carbon, they have to do vidui for the wrongdoing that they did, which causes them to bring the carbon. Even for more severe avarus, avarus which carry a penalty of kares, as well as less severe avarus such as the lav, non, uh, positive or negative commandment of the Torah. Here also a person is mukhiv to dividui. And even uh, avarus between people, besides for making restitution to the person that is wronged, is also a khiv of vidui to Hashem. The Gemara says even those people who were condemned to death by a bastin are given the opportunity to do a vidui before they're killed. Chazal teaches us that the vidui, which is meant to be said with bringing a carbon, is not confined to when a person brings a carbon, and therefore even in a place such as Chutzlaret, when we're comparing carbonus, or at a time when there's no best such as the moment, a person is still mukhiyev to the vidui. Chazal says clearly about the goddess, that they will ask for forgiveness for their and their parents of errors. And therefore we see this mitzvah applies at any time in any place. The reason for the mitzvah says the chinuch, because expression, a person's intention, reveals what his intention really is. And even though it's known that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows everything a person does and says and thinks, and therefore Hashem knows his intentions as well. But nevertheless, expressing vidui is a way of ensuring that in the future a person will be more careful not to repeat their various is done this time. And therefore, that will, so to speak, re-establish the connection with Hashem, the person with Hashem, who wants people to do tshuva. Vidui is only one aspect of tshuva. Tshuva also needs to be uh, regret for the Avera that a person did, as well as the resolve not to repeat the Avera again. And then afterwards you can do Vidi. The Pasuk says, Yaz of Rosh a person who's done wickedness, should leave the path he's traveled. And then afterwards, the Yashavad Hashem. Today, when we don't have the opportunity of bringing Karbanas, and similarly we don't have the sorry which was sent on Yom Kippur to the Azazel, 
which carried with it the Pasuk says, the Averis of Bnei Israel. So the only recourse we have is Chiva. However, Chiva is effective today for all Averis. Even the Gemara says if a person had been a Russia his entire life, but he does Chiva before he dies, so it says, that he'll no longer be a stumbling block for him on the day that he repents. However, this only refers to his culpability vis-à-vis Hashem. However, a virus which includes harming another person in some way, so a person first has to make restitution to his friend before he can ask for kapara. This mitzvah applies at any time and place, and if a person doesn't use opportunities to do tshuva, and specifically on Yom Kippur, which is the time dedicated for tshuva, so it's been battle this mitzvah to say, and uh, the chinuch ends that Oilai woes to him that he's going to suffer the consequences of his avarice when he has a way to, so to speak, rectify them and not have to suffer for them. Before a person dies, he should do vidui on all the avarice he's done in his lifetime, and if he's no longer able to do that, then he, people can say vidui and he'll listen and be yotze like that. Or it can be misvada belayv if he can't express the words with his mouth. The Ramban brings a Messiah that the vidui of a person before death is a person to be murdered to Hashem, that his life and death and whether he'll be healed or not is in Hashem's hands. And therefore, he should die and Hashem should heal him. And if not, then his missus should be a kapara on all the affairs he did in his lifetime, then he should be still deserving of a portion of Ganadin. And then afterwards, if he can, he should specify all the things he's done wrong. And the chatayim, which are the mistakes, are vainous, are wanton misdeeds and pshayim, like the Gemara explains it. And uh, the reason for that is we start from the most minor infraction and then only afterwards ask for forgiveness on the more major chatayim as well. The mitzvah tshuva is not time-bound. At any stage or time a person can ask for vidui and do tshuva. Mitzvah shen samachai. That's the mitzvah regarding the din of a saita. A saita is a lady whose husband suspects her of having had immoral relations with another man and the Torah delineates the way that was meant to is meant to deal with it and that's the Lashon Tzaita is to stray and therefore it refers to someone who strayed so to speak from their loyalty to their husband and if the halacha is that if the man would be Mekanila which means he would he would be suspicious of her being involved in a relationship with someone else and therefore he would warn her in front of witnesses not to be in a situation of yichud, of seclusion with that person even if it happens to be a relative or a non-Jew or a person who isn't able to have children but if she would then break that warning and be in seclusion with that person for long enough to suspect that they've been involved in an immoral activity, the halacha is she's now called the soita and will be forbidden to her husband until she undergoes the test of the soita which the Torah describes. And 
that would be the time of the Beis HaMikdash when the test of the Sota could be administered. Today, when there is no option of testing the Sota, so then she'd be offered to her husband forever, and we'd have to divorce her, but because it's due to her wrongdoing, he would not be chayv to pay her her ksuva. However, the warning has to be specifically not to be in seclusion with a certain person. If he'd want not to, not to speak to somebody, that wouldn't be included in this iser. Similarly, if he'd have warned her and then he notices himself that she had been in seclusion with that person, so she's offered to him. But in that case, you have to give her a silver because without Adim, who witnessed the seclusion, he wouldn't be able to force her to drink the waters of the Sota, even if there had been a base of And similarly, if there was rumors about her, so the halacha is that the right thing to do is to divorce her. But in that case, in this case also, since it wouldn't be a case which we could force her to prove her innocence by drinking the waters of the Sota, we would have to give her her ksuva. And sometimes when the husband isn't available and therefore he wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to give this warning to his wife and based on his behalf, for example, someone whose husband's unwell or was overseas or was in prison and based on aren't able to give her the warning in order to make her undergo the test of the Sota, but it would be at least sufficient that if she would break that warning, he would not have to give her her ksuva. The halakha is the husband can't charge her with being associated with the same person more than once. However, if he was suspicious of her being involved with other people, then he could be mechanic her again with a different individual. The Torah can't move her to take the test of the Sota if the husband doesn't want to administer the test to her. Then he's mukhir to divorce her and give her a ksuva. And if she refuses to take the test, then she has to get divorced, but she, in this case she loses her ksuva. The den of the test was that she was brought to the Vesta Migdash, and the Koyan would mix water together with some of the sand from the floor of the Vesta Migdash, and write the parish of the site of certain psukim on a parchment which she would dissolve in the water as well as something to make it better, the name Amorim, and he would give that to her to drink, and it would test her if she was indeed innocent, then nothing would happen to her, but if she was guilty, it would cause her to die. There are certain ladies who don't have to drink, which is the case where either she's not fully married, such as a fiancé or a shemeres yavam, or a case where the husband is still in a cotton, or a case where the husband is blind, or a case where she can't walk, or she doesn't have a hand, because all these requirements for the halacha, if they can't be fulfilled, then we can't administer the water of the Sota. Because she needs to stand in front of the Basin Mikdash, she needs to do the snuffer to wave the carbon together with the coin, and for that she needs to have hands and be able to talk, because she has to accept the shver and say Amen. Similarly, if the husband had one of these disabilities, so similarly we can't make her drink the words of the Sota. The reason for the mitzvah, says the Chinuch, is it's a shevach, it's a praise for Klai Yisrael, that we maintain the purity of our families, 
and it's a way of safeguarding Kaisral against wrongdoing. And the fact that Hashem provides a miraculous way of dealing with the, the Hashash means that it's a way to, that Kaisral have a way of guaranteeing the Shon and Bais in those cases where they would either be, otherwise be suspect, as well as as well as the fact that we guaranteed that the future generations of Klai Yisrael are pure. Therefore, when Klai Yisrael are no longer the spiritual or moral level to deserve the waters of the Sotah to work miraculously for them, they no longer did their job. Like the Pasuk says, Lai'efkad of Neseichem Kitiz Neno, that Hashem would no longer prove or show this to the 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 effectiveness of words of the Saita when there was too much immorality. This method applies only in the time of the base of Migdash when the Cobra can be brought and only when there's a base in Hagodal who can enforce it. And then Sakhir and the husband in such a case to bring his wife to the base of Migdash to, to take this test of the Saita. Is the, regarding the carbon that the site had to bring. So even though normally carbonus, which were Menachas flower offerings, had to they had to bring oil together with the mincha. When it comes to the offering of the site, the pasuk says that one doesn't bring oil. The reason for this, the chinuch explains, is because we don't want her carbon to be considered something which is mahudar, which is beautiful when it's actually coming as to see if she's done something which is exactly the opposite. And therefore, since Shaman is a source of light, and she acted in a way which is dark, similarly, we give an offering of body, which is animal food, because a person is nikshal, in immorality, acted like an animal. Therefore, her carbon reflects that Avera. The Ramban gives a different reason, that since the husband had to bring this carbon, to, so to speak, test his wife. Therefore, the word sa'ara, or body, is similar to the word in national Kodesh, sa'ara, which is fury. And therefore, it should be a, a way of bringing down Hashem's anger on her if she's done something wrong. Similarly, the idea that it was brought in an ordinary vessel and mixed with sand was that if she would be nikshal, then she should also be broken like earthenware. And if she would die, she would return to the, the dust. Adds that the point of this is to also for people who witness it to attack in their machshava that they should see the outcome of actions which are sinful that they look down on and it causes disgrace to the person who does them and therefore it will be a deterrent for other people. This mitzvah only applies in time of the Mikdash when they could bring the carbon of the site and they could do the procedure of the site and if a carbon would be over and add oil to her offering, he's over in this mitzvah slayta say, and he will be given malchus. Mitzvah shin samach zayin, a continuation of the previous mitzvah, and that is not to put levoina, which is the spices, the incense, which was normally put on the mincha, but was not put on the carbon of a saita. The pasuk says, "Leitzakel of shemen, leitzakel of levoina." The same reason as before, the incense which was put on the levoina was a certain hither, a certain beauty or addition to the carbon. And for a person who sins, they don't deserve that their carbon should have that 
extra dimension of Hidur. Also, in Shir Hashirim, the Imos of Klaizra are called the Givas Halavayna, and someone who didn't act on their standards doesn't deserve their carbon of Levayna. As the previous mitzvah, this mitzvah only applies when the carbon sort of could be brought to the base of Megdash, and the Kayan who would put Levayna in the carbon has an emitted Leita say, and therefore would be Chayav Marcus. Mitzvah Shen Samaches, and that's that a Nazir should not drink wine or any other kind of alcoholic beverage which comes from grapes. A Nazir is a person who's undertook, undertaken, so to speak, to keep to a higher spiritual level. And one of the surah which applies to them is that it's forbidden for them to drink wine. The Pasuk says, that he has separated himself from wine or Shaykh or any other intoxicating beverage which comes from grapes. Somebody called Mitra Sanobim, anything which just comes from the liquid of grapes is also awesome to a Nazir, even if it's a mixture of, with other liquids as well. Even if the wine were sour and turned into vinegar, it would also be Osir. Chaymits of wine would also be Osir. It's not a separate Osir, but it's a continuation of the same Osir. That the wine or any of its derivatives or byproducts are all Osir. Therefore, the Gemara says, Anything which comes from the vine, whether it's the fruit itself, whether it's the byproduct, or even the inedible parts of the grape, such as the seeds or the peels, it's all Asr Ternazir. However, the branches or the leaves of the grapevine aren't included in this Isr, they would be Mutzah. This Mitzah applies equally to men and to ladies who accept on themselves Nazirus at any time or any place where they do that. And if a person would be over and drink a revise of wine, or eat a kazais of grapes, whether they're dry grapes or raisins, or even a mixture of the seeds and the sh- and the, the peels of the grapes, is chayv malchus. And even if a lot of the, adds a lot of these different species together to make up the shear, is chayv on eating the whole amount. However, we paskin that a person has to eat the full shear of iser, and therefore, if a person eats a mixture of grapes with other food which isn't Isser, the two don't join together to form a shear to Mechaivim. If the grapes were given flavor to something else, then the person would be Chaivim eating that something else because we learn from the Nazir that a time of grapes is also just like a grape itself. The rule of time kicker means that we don't say that we go after a majority of a mixture. If a minority ingredient that gives flavor to everything and that's a minority, is a double osur, and therefore the osur flavor is tasted throughout, so then the whole mixture will become osur. However, in order to be high of Malchus, he has to eat it in the shear of a Kedai Achilles Pras, like every Achilles Isser, and therefore if a person will eat a Kazais from the flavor of the Isser within the shear of a Kedai Achilles Pras, he will be high of Malchus. However, if it's spread more thinly than that, then he would not be high of Malchus. The Rambam disagrees. The Rambam holds a person only high of Malchus for eating actual Isser. And if it would be mixed with something else, then we'd have to have a, the sheer Kazais of actual Isser within the amount of food of a, of a brass. However, the flavor, even though the Torah forbids it, it would not uh, high of a person Malchus. And that is that a Nazir is not allowed to eat raw grapes, fresh grapes. The Pasuk says, You shouldn't eat fresh grapes. 
And this was the same thing as all the other dinner of the Nazir. It applies, and every time a person went into ladies, like the Nazir applies. And if a person eats a Kazai, so we get Malkus.